wish you would be more offensive about paranormal. I don't like light. It's a bit naughty. I don't believe that it's all real. I love you guys. It's actually the most played podcast. Welcome to Graveyard Shift, the podcast from Shift Films. I'm Frankie Campbelletta. And I am Jeremy King. Welcome back to Graveyard Shift. This is your host, Frankie Campbelletta. And with me as always is Jeremy David, 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 King. King. King, how are you? Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. It's our favorite day. I'm so sad about tomorrow. It's weird. Like, I don't want November 1st to happen, but it's going to. Well, you know, this is my anniversary, you know. It is inevitable. And, uh, I brought you ribeye steaks. We got ribeyes. And Delicious. We worked on the Chevelli. We worked on the Chevelli. We actually got the GTI back. We got the GTI back. Wow, that was a great GM The Shift dealership. Garage fleet is really, it's coming together. It's coming together. So we have the big Jeep Rubicon. The Rusty Cherokee. The Rusty Cherokee, which we're going to make a desert badass. We should. And so that's our next project after the 69. A Chevelli. Um, it's an Italian-American. It's an Italian car. It's a Chevelli. It's not. It's, just, it's probably French. It's a Chevelli. That's what it's called there. Now, what you want to do is you want to back it up real slow there and just let me see the calipers on the brakes there. You look like you're running drum deck. What about propane? <laughs> That's everybody that owns a Chevelle in the Midwest. Shout out to our networks, the Podbelly Network at www.podbelly.com. Dot com. And the podcastmo.com. Dot com. A podcast right here in Missouri. The Show Me State. Show me. Show me. Show me. Hey. You show me something. And a very comfy sponsor, MugsyJeans.com. Mugsy Jeans. Jeremy, do I look comfortable to you? You look super comfortable. Do you know why? Uh, wearing Mugsy Jeans. Yeah, that's yeah. what I figured. Yeah, we've done this one before. Yeah. But they're so comfortable. They're Today I'm wearing the blue blues. The blue blues. The blues. The almost better blues. It, they're so blue, they're blue. They're blue? They don't give you the blues. You know why? Because even though you're wearing the blues, you're not showing the blues because you're happy. You're feeling good in the blues. I feel good in my blues. And guess what? STL Blues, Stanley Cup champions. That's right. So get your blues on. That's right. MugsyJeans.com. We hate you, Blackhawks. Listen, people will be like, oh my God, those jeans are expensive. Let me tell you something, bro. They're made of the finest quality and they will fit you. And if you don't like them, just return them. Okay, Leo, these don't fit me. And he's going to be like, no way, bro. I'm going to send you another pair. They are the best jeans I've ever worn in my life. I swear to this with all that's great. And I swear. So this is the Halloween episode we promised you guys. Now, we did all the episodes we said we were going to do in October, and we had a good good month. Yeah. Um, kind of right there, rivaling September. We were doing a lot of uh, single shots. Yeah. And that's what we're going to kind of average, because they're hard. I have to write those, and I have to research and make sure the facts line up. And I was doing an amazing one called Limerence. Right. But I... I was going to put it out on Wednesday and I'm like, you know what? This is so good for Valentine's Day because it's more about love and it's very sappy and it's sad and, you know, it's it's all those things. So why not wait for that one? But we'll have some new single shots for you in the month of November. 
It's Thanksgiving, Friendsgiving. Friendsgiving. That's right. So we're going to be doing a lot of turkey battling. I love turkey. You do love turkey. You got to stop eating turkey. I am a turkey. It's what my dad says. So this is it. And guess what we're doing today, guys? Guess what we're doing, Jeremy? What are we doing tonight? What are we doing tonight? Annabelle comes home. Annabelle's homecoming. I'm home. Knock, knock. Part of the Conjuring universe. You peaked. Yeah. Guess what else peaked? Uh, Not this film. I didn't hate it. It was scary. It was good. You know, it's like, so here's the thing with the haunted doll stuff, right? I mean, I think All our, dolls are our boys. fucking scary. Truth. Our boys over at, uh, in LA, Bakersfield. Bakersfield. Art and Jacob. Art and Jacob. As, as we say in Miami, Art and Jacob. So Art and Jacob did all the stuff with like, here's the movie, here's the film, and then here's the actual truth, which I thought was a really cool show. Right. And so not to steal their thunder or anything like that, because that show was pretty fucking dank. The thing that I, that I would say that I would add to what we do and what we're doing on this show is just basically kind of going over some of the things about haunted objects and haunted dolls, because that really encompasses this show. Right. And there's another really good podcast out there called Sweet Ass Paranormal. They just started, so they're kind of working out the kinks and stuff. But it's a really good show. It's two fees, um, which means two females. Oh. So it's a really cool all-female show, all-paranormal show. And they do really fun stuff, too. They just did a uh, ghost hunt, and they reached out to us and been like, hey, dude, like, kind of worried about this stuff. What should we do? What should we bring? <laughs> so we gave them some advice on that, and it's really cool. But uh, th- some of the stuff that they, they were – kind of describing to us is like they really kind of opened up my head into like you know how do you protect yourself how do you know something's haunted what is a haunted object is a haunted object a real thing and and so i know we've covered it in our first season but i thought maybe before we get into annabelle and what's happening at the warren house now the original right. annabelle was a raggedy ann doll right it doesn't have any deaths that came to it no so really the only thing that that happened with this doll if you will, it bent over and kneeled or something. And do you remember the story behind it? I mean, in the real raggedy life, Ann, the real life, it would like move around the house. Nobody ever saw it move. Uh, and I believe it was actually the drawing with the crayons and that stuff was true. Um, from what I remember, cause I haven't done any research. There was, it was like roommates that lived together and they, I don't remember if they were using a Ouija board or whatever, but somehow they were in contact with something and they thought it was a little kid and they asked it to enter, you know, they gave it permission to possess the Raggedy Ann doll and then uh, all sorts of shit broke loose. And so there you go. There's that invitation again. Doesn't that sound really like exactly the same as what somebody asked us to do on a private message. Yeah, we get the weirdest Instagram. I think we mentioned that a couple times. It was still one of our weirdest. Um, recently, we've gotten some interesting... That's why we started putting um, no dating inquiries. I mean... Um, Jeremy is is married. Yeah. And I am married to my garage right now. Um, your work. You're married to your work. Yeah, my, my yeah. work and... The Chevelle is what I really care about, and my daughter. Right. So that's a woman in my life. 
and then the other stuff, I really don't have time for anybody. So I would be a terrible boyfriend right now. And I wouldn't care that I was a bad boyfriend. So I choose not to be with anybody. And that's me just being honest. And that's, you know, that's... Right. So we do get some you know. weird shit in our Instagram. But getting back to the story at hand. Although if you want to send nude pictures, we won't, we don't mind at all. That's long, just, you know yeah. what, man? You're just opening up a gambit of fucking fire. Okay. Because you didn't clarify what naked bitches you want. Have you seen the average ghost hunter? I'm not body shaming because we're big dudes. But we fit in our Muggsy jeans. Fair enough. I'm just saying. Okay, no naked pictures. I'm just saying. I'm looking out for your safety, man. I'm just kind of looking out for your fucking safety. All of a sudden, I'm getting naked pictures of male ghost hunters. So, yeah, fair enough. All right, no naked pictures. (laughs) (laughs) So, Robert the Doll is something that I have a lot of experience with living in South Florida. I used to go to the Keys a lot. I still go to the Keys a lot, believe it or not, with my best friend Jessica, who never listens to my podcast because she hates paranormal, but anything. Anyway, so Robert the Doll is probably was the inspiration behind Child's Play. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. Robert the Doll is a very interesting story. And if you want to hear the full details of Robert the Doll, you should really listen to Art and Jacob do America. They have a really cool episode where they're matching movies with the actual life story of the it. Story. So yeah. um, I chimed in a little bit with them, and I just basically said, yeah, I remember Robert a lot. You know, you don't take pictures of that guy. You have to ask permission. You go into this room. He's in this glass thing. And his aunt, the kid's aunt, brought this doll for him, and he was a very lonely child, and they developed this friendship, and then something kind of conjured or manifested within Robert and bad things started happening. Uh, eventually uh, he goes off to college. Robert gets put in the attic. When he comes back with his wife, he finds Robert and the, the obsession with Robert again starts to happen. The wife ends up leaving him. It's a very crazy tale in Key West. But once again, here we have another haunted object. Here we have another piece of evidence in the paranormal world. There are some stories that just don't go beyond the Oh, how we can disprove it or debunk it. It's really tough to it's really tough to prove something doesn't exist. You know, like it's actually it's probably easier to prove it does. So debunking the the attachments to these objects, I mean that's how. How do you even debunk these, you know? And the thing to me that really it's not necessarily like proof, but when you have so many different people unknown to each other that have had similar experiences with the doll, unknown that there's even something going on with this. I mean, that's almost, you know, circumstantial proof that there's something going on. It is. And at the same time, I mean, I think that in the beginning of the year, when me and Jeremy did a lot of our investigation and stuff and we went to like, you know, a lot of different states, I think that you start to see a lot of the stories start to match each other. And Yeah, definitely. You have this carry-on, so... But then again, you know, in the Halloween, in the spooky season, in the last day of the year for us, this is basically our New Year's, and then we go into like Thanksgiving, which is awesome, and then Christmas, which is just... You know, some cool stores are doing some cool stuff, man. A lot of them are closing, just closing on Black Friday. 
and REI. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, shout out to REI if you like hiking and outdoors. They made a um, really cool ad and a post on their Instagram, and they just said, hey, we're not just we're not going to be open. We want our employees to be with our families, and I thought that that was awesome. You shouldn't be at a mall or trying to gouge somebody's eyes out for a TV that's worth two hundred forty-five bucks. Like, come on, just get it online. But you got it. But you got it for a hundred and twenty-five. Yeah, and there was it's, two left, and it didn't work after the year. Yeah, it's no. There are no deals. It's been proven. All right, so stay home, do Cyber Monday, and stay with your family. So, cool shout out for them. I just thought I'd mention that in passing. But you know, Halloween is is you know is something that we really look forward to it's the and, best holiday of the year and so come november 1st there will be 355 days till next halloween it's true although i do have something you know november 1st is my pop's birthday so you know and you got to drive in the chevelle with you that's true and then I, I i ran out of gas but we're fixing that <laughs> you know halloween to me that's in the middle of the birthday season in my family between October 11th and November 14th. Well, actually, now November 23rd, because my father-in-law, there's at least 10, maybe 12 birthdays in my family. Yeah, there's a lot. It's Scorpio season, too. I mean, yeah. this and is... There, we're a bunch of Scorpios. You don't want to fuck with yeah. us. No, but <laughs> awesome. We got to see your parents today. That was really cool. So thank, so Halloween. Oh, guys, I hope you're having a great Halloween. If you had kids, I hope the kids got a lot of... A lot of Happy great, Halloween. Hope the kids got a lot of great hand uh, candy and stuff like that, and you guys, you know, are able to eat it with them. And most of it with them, actually. I mean, you got to take your taxes. My mom used to throw out all the candy we got and buy stuff from the store. That's weird. Yeah, she didn't trust anybody. She uh, she watched Halloween. No, she's an Italian. So, yeah, fucking, she even hates eating at people's houses because no one can cook, she says. So that's my mom. We'll have her on the podcast soon. Anyway, getting back into Annabelle. After we kind of learn a little bit about how something becomes a haunted object. Right. In the case of Annabelle, two people in their room, they two roommates, they conjured something. They kind of go over this in the film, in the beginning of the film. Yeah, uh, the, one first of the, the first conjuring is the scariest. And then I would go right to the nun after that. I think the conjuring one, even conjuring two, is fucking frightening as fuck. I, I think the, the only non-frightening movies in the conjuring universe would be... I didn't, Yayawarna or however the fuck you say it. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a terrible movie, but <laughs> it wasn't, I mean, let's face it, it's got, what's her name in it? Yayawarna. <laughs> that one? Yep. You know, it's got what's her name in it, so I'd watch it for just her, because I have a crush on her. I can't remember her name. There was another one that was pretty bad, too, though. Well, the first time we watched the first Annabelle movie. It was terrible. And after I, you know... I'll tell you, the first Annabelle movie is terrible. The next two aren't that bad. The next two are pretty redeeming. Like, well, I think that the one at the school was really creepy. That's the second one, and then this is the third That's one. like the prequel. Yes. And you try, to under, you try to get to understand who this person is. But getting back to that haunted object is like, you know, from all accounts, and then we just have a one mistake, a retraction... During our Exorcist episodes, we said demonology. The name of the book is The Demonologist. That's the oh, Warren, yeah. That's the Warren's book. I just wanted to go ahead and retract that in case you were looking for that book. I don't know what this book is. It's The Demonologist. And in that book, they cover the Annabelle case. And then sticking with that thematic, if you really didn't read The Demonologist, you're really not going to understand what's happening in this film. Right. 
if you it's read true. the demonologist, then you'll understand all these different cases that are happening with this fucking room of horror. Oh yeah, that that room. I don't know that I'd uh, you know. Like, I would never go in that room. That is. <sighs> Sweet ass paranormal would never go in that room. I'd probably go in there, not by myself, but I would definitely have some reservation. Man, it's just creepy. All those things and the samurai. And so, like, this is so. As we get into this movie review, we know that Annabelle was something that was an open invitation. It was a bad demon too, and right. it, it reveals itself in this film towards the end. And that was pretty fucking scary. I liked it. Dude's cool though. I want to <laughs> do like a silhouette of him on our fucking carburetor. There was a lot of really cool. The penny guy, the guy with the coins. Oh, dude, yeah, the fairy. Yeah, the ferryman. That was it. The ferryman, bro. That guy was like fucking sick, dude. I saw that guy behind him. Here's my coins, bitch. There was there was the only one that was totally just freaking stupid, and I've never heard anything about it. So it may exist. It may not. The, the, the werewolf, werewolf thing. What the fuck was that? He smashed a fucking guitar into a cloud. Yeah, and that was a nice guitar. And And Bob has balls. That was another thing. It was just stupid. Like, why are they calling that kid that? I think it's irrelevant to the storyline. I think so too. But you know, it's you know, it's funny. But it's also it's, funny that you have these two really cool actors. Like, I love when Patrick Wilson is in those films, and he's in it very briefly. I almost feel like they did this movie, um, not at the same time. I think they filmed this with something else that they knew this was going to happen, and I think they filmed it along with Conjuring Two or The Nun. Even though they're not in the nun either, I hadn't thought of that. I don't know. It's just it's a strange kind of mix of like emotions when you go into the Conjuring universe because you, at the same time, you don't want to bash it because they've done some really great stuff, right? And the movie is scary, hands down. The movie's fucking scary. I agree that I think that that is the best Annabelle movie for sure because of that. It's up there with the nun. I wouldn't put it like in my top ten or anything. But it's a solid movie. And just imagine, like, you're you're watching this film and you're like... And if you guys know about the Conjuring universe, which most of our audience definitely fucking does, I'm sure they're all up there like, I'm a demonologist, I went on one ghost hunt. Um, but aside from, <laughs> <laughs> aside from that, we I just, think... Yeah, I think that when you have... You have stuff like every time they're in their house, even with the nun, right? It wasn't the nun, it was Conjuring 2. And they're in that house... This is my house. My house. No, they're still at their home, but right. it, the daughter has that oh, conflict again, remember? And they keep going in that room, and they're dropping stuff off, and they're putting things in, like, the Conjuring little mirror pop-up thing, and a little fucking monkey, which, where the fuck is the monkey from? They always show that little fuck. I guess that's the next movie that's coming out, man, because they, they, they keep bringing that monkey out, and I haven't read The Demonologist in, in all courts. I, uh... I think I actually own it, but I don't know that I've read it. Yeah. If I did, I was a kid. All, overall, I'm giving and give it a fucking machete. It was fucking scary. It was terrifying. It's hard to watch because there's a lot of jump scares. And man, the way they fucking do that shit is so. Their whole universe is clever like that. I like, would give it a machete too. Yeah, it's a fucking scary movie. Like, I still like The Nun and The Conjuring's better, but that would be probably my fourth favorite. If, if I'm not sleeping right, like. It's a fucking good scary movie. And you had a hard time sleeping? Yeah. 
there's very few movies that have ever given me a hard time sleeping, especially as an adult. The Nun, The Nun's one. Yeah. And I've watched The Nun probably 10 times. Yeah, it's a scary fucking movie, man. I sometimes have a hard time sleeping after that. And I can I can watch The Exorcist and, and fall asleep and be fine. Yeah, I wasn't that bad with that. I mean, I, I slept that. I mean, I slept all right. But it's not so much like the, the idea of, even if you catch something out of the corner of your eye, your top of mind awareness is that fucking movie. So right. it's like <laughs> everything that happens, oh, my God. At the same time, I think that what the film, what the film lacks in, right? So two machetes, very scary. But what the film lacks in is is development. Once again, we get back to in this movie they tried to develop too many dialogues and too many stories because everybody's always wondering about this room with all the haunted objects in it. Right. And they had so many different haunted objects, and they were trying to in a span of maybe five or seven minutes. The three girls are in this room, and they're trying to go through every case file of what is about to happen, so you're understanding and you're aware of everything, but. I got lost in the sauce at some point, you know, and it's just like, all right, what's this from? From that fucking werewolf thing doesn't need to be in film. Bill's no. balls doesn't need to be. In, it's still scary without that shit. But I think they try to do too much and try to get all those stories out there because every one of those stories could have likely been their own fucking film. Well, and they they might eventually be. You know, it's kind of like yeah, it was yeah. almost like Thirteen Ghosts. Have you ever seen that movie? A long time ago, but yeah, everyone had its own story. Yeah. I mean, they, there was, you know, and there was some super freaking badass ghosts in that. They never really expanded upon it, though. None of them. In that movie, 13 Ghosts particularly, there could have been some really good fucking development if they had their own dialogues and stuff. But I don't know. I think movies today are different because they, they think in terms of universes. And this all comes from, oh, I'm yeah. sorry, but I'm going to give it to Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino was really the first one to create his own universe. I mean, this was a guy that knew what he was doing. Every film kind of ties into another film. Now, he misses the boat with De Django, or Django. Django. And the Hateful uh, Eight. That was supposed to be part of the same mix. Yeah, and you don't realize that they're even tied together. Yeah, you don't. And It's kind of hard because with some of those, he, he uses the same people, like Samuel L. Jackson. Was supposed to play the same character. Right. But what happened was things got you know the wires got crossed and stuff but i love tarantino i have so much respect for him i hate that when he's grilled in interviews and i love that he always lashes out you know if he's doing a I film his, interview i love his stuff yeah if he's doing a film interview talk to him about his films man this guy is like beyond passionate i love watching him talk i love watching him like just react i would love to be on set just watching him work and when you look at some of the universe stuff that he did i think that the you know the when you get into conjuring universe when you get into that it's like they have a great franchise. Oh, yeah. They know how to make scary fucking movies. Now, they know- I will tell you that, like, Bly Manor comes out next year for next Halloween. And part of that is from their first episodic, which was the novella. Right. House on Haunted Hill. The House on Haunted Hill. And that Based on Shirley is, Jackson's book. Yes, Shirley Jackson's novella. That is a fucking terrifying movie. The, the episodic. 1963? Oh, the nineteen sixty three version, the nineteen ninety nine one, terrible. <laughs> but the episodic on Netflix was terrifying. It was great, and it was great about mental illness, and it really kind of like wow, you were really caught between two worlds of what's real and what's not. And I think that 
when you have like Bly Manor is they have a lot of shoes to fill. Because oh, I'll tell yeah. you what, the house on Haunted Hill was the scariest fucking thing. And I would watch that shit by myself because they were just so fucking good. And the story and the dialogue, and it's like, wow, bro, this shit's so good. When you get back into like the stuff like The Nun or Annabelle, you know, this is Annabelle's third fucking movie, fourth mention, so four times. Right. The thing that I love what they do about her is you never see her move. Never. Remember, oh, like well, the shadow fucking You thing? did see her move one time in this. You see her. This is the first but time. But you didn't see her do it. She just, boop, She goes forward right and she hits the, the door. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. All hell breaks loose. Looking back and rewatching the first Annabelle movie, I hated it when I saw it. And I think the reason I hated it was because I expected it to be the story the Warrens tell. And it wasn't. Now, going back... It's not a great movie, but it's not terrible. Like it could have been, it could be worse. And I think that's the, I think that's the reason that I had such a thorn the in my side. The demon's different, that. which I thought was a, was a miss on this film. The de- demon from the movie and the demon from, you know what I'm saying? Like the first Annabelle versus now, right? It's a different demon. Well, I think somebody different made this movie too, and and I haven't paid attention to that. You know, the one, the conjuring ones are the ones that James Wan did. James Wan. That guy, that guy makes some fucking badass movies. And he loves Patrick Wilson. And Patrick Wilson's really good. Because he did Aquaman. And And Patrick Wilson is in that. I love Vera Flaminga. Vera Flaminga is so hot. (sighs) Tates. (laughs) Tates. It's a classic horror film, though, man. Kind of like it what is. we said in like Halloween 2018. This is like hot girls with great tits. It's just <laughs> part of the film, man. It's part of the genre, dude. And I hope it never goes away. You know, one of the best parts of this movie. What? When they break down in the Rambler in front of the in front of the oh uh, god the cemetery. You know, like that's a scary opening, man. Don't fucking get out of your car. If there's rolling fog that's only like ankle deep, nothing good has ever happened. Well, it was an AMC. Had it been a Chevy, '69, would have would have blown right out of there. You know, just blow right through that fucking graveyard. All right, pop it in the fourth gear. You're done, brother. You're singing smoke. <laughs> I'll give you my own fog, motherfucker. Yeah, dude. Especially if you got a demon carburetor. What? Demon. Anyway, the the yeah the Rambler is just this. I guess they owned one. What a piece of shit. Like, the reason why it broke down might have been paranormal, but it was probably the Rambler. It's probably true. It's probably the AMC. It's probably American Motor Cars. Yeah, dude. What happened to them? They made some cool shit, though. Name one car. The CJ7. They did make that, but that was more Chrysler Dodge, man. Oh, no. No, that was... Or Eagle. I think that was American Eagle at that point, though. Yeah, but Eagle was a spinoff. Uh, uh, of AMC. Those, those Eagles were actually like CJ5s with car bodies. Yeah. I mean, when they first started, they were four-wheel drive. So that's the shitty car in the film, in case you guys are wondering. We love watching old films. And I called it. Yeah, I, I, I really, I was guessing. We I, couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure it out. I was like. I, I thought th- it was an Impala because of the lights. And then I'm like, man. I thought I it was a Ram. I was like, I think it's a Rambler. And you know what tipped me off was the door handles. Yeah, the flaps. And I was like, dude, 
that can't be a Mopar because they used those ones that had the keyhole and they had mm-hmm. the square and then the flip up handle, but yep. that had paddles like a Jeep. So I was and like, then when you look at most GM cars, it's a push button. Yep. And even the trucks. Yeah. So it definitely wasn't that. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was smart. That was a good little that was pickup. The, the door handle. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty badass. So, yeah, all in all, I think Annabelle is this story that really tells the tale of what a haunted object has the potential to do. Has anything ever happened like the way, like I've always said this, if 1% of what happens in one of those films happens in a ghost hunt, nobody ghost hunts anymore. <laughs> I'm fucking done. Like, like, as I was watching this film, I kept saying, nope. Yeah, I remember. You did. And then they kept asking me, where am I? Because I'm running so far from this fucking oh, yeah. house. I'm like, I'm in the south fucking China seas is where I'm at right now. I am not hanging the fuck around. Don't care about the kid. Sarah Don't care kept about asking the room. you. Yeah. yeah. I'm in this. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm paddling right I'm now. I'm in Key West. I'm in Key West. I'm in, I'm in Costa Rica. <laughs> I'm in Costa Rica. And it's just like, I was so fucking nope on that film. Like, nope. But the fucking graveyard scene when she pulls up and yeah. then she looks over and all my fucking dead bodies is like hanging out at the gate. Like, what the fuck is this, man? Denny's? Get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> That's some shit right there. They really did. You know, they. And then she, that fucking old bitch just like pushes him in the road. Oh, hell no. Yeah. Nope. And they, they really broadcasted they were going to do it because she turns and she's like, really like, instead of having a map in front of her, she turns to the side. But they didn't, they never, when she, when she dropped the map, there was nothing there. I was no. like, oh, damn. They really like kind of lured you in for that. And then, and then they went pet shittery on you, and they're like, gotcha, bitch. And then it happened. Still. It was good. It was awesome. It was, a, I mean, because that one, somebody dies in that accident where they're derailed, and that bitch is in the back seat with Annabelle, and it, yeah. it's just like, oh, hell no, dude. It was, uh, you know, really thinking back, and I've watched it twice now because we bought it, and me and Sarah watched it, and then we watched it with you. I really like it. Yeah, Sarah's a fucking champ, though, man. She just went right up to bed. I'm like, yep, I'm gonna go sleep. Bye, guys. Yep. I'll be like, mm, I'm gonna watch like Golden Girls, and I'm gonna watch uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Family Guy, and you know. Yeah, that it doesn't really bother me going to sleep after watching that stuff. No. Well, I mean the nun. Yeah. You know. One or two of the times that I watched it, I had a hard time sleeping. So once again, the Conjuring universe and, and the team over there and the producers over there are just doing a great job with horror films. Love it. I think it comes out at, at the right time. And if you haven't seen it, now's the night. If the kids are tucked away, it's Halloween. You got a couple hours left, maybe four or five hours left. Snuggle with the one you care about. For me, it's my car keys. And um, <laughs> <laughs> You know, you can snuggle up with the kids and watch it. It's no. a doll. No. It's a doll. No, don't do that. It's a doll. They'll bring that shit in your house. Now, there was a question that we got from somebody else, and I think we'll address this before we sign off. Will watching scary movies conjure something else up in your house? It's an interesting question because I don't see any reason why it would. Right. Because you haven't really invited it. Right. However, in my experience... Me and my wife have both noticed things happening in our house. Yeah. I don't, I, you know, it, it's so infrequent and we have things happen all the time. So we don't really, you know, attribute it to anything. However, you know, I, I need to pay attention because like these Conjuring movies, they have a lot of stuff in them 
that is more realistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, might have the right of exorcism, at least part of it, or, you know, things that are, I, I don't know how to explain it, more plausible, yeah. I guess. So I guess our answer, and I ref- deferred to Jeremy on it, I don't have any experience with that. I, I really don't. We, we, Me and my friend Madison, we watch a lot of scary movies together, and she's my pal. She's going to be on one of these episodes in November. We did a really cool podcast, me and her. talks about the music scene in St. Louis, and then it gets into you know, paranormal and her thoughts on it as a, as a growing and star or shooting star in, uh, in St. Louis as a musician. So we, we watch films all the time. She'll come over, we'll grab some, uh, Lona's little eats and then we'll watch a scary movie or something. And I haven't had that experience. So what I would say is, um, we can't definitively answer yes or no. I would lean toward the content of the film and what is going on in your own life. And a lot of times those two things can collide. Right. You know, if you're if you're in a bad mood or you're in a depressed mood, stay away from these films. You're in a very weak mindset. Like if you're if you want to have fun and you want to get scared and have adrenaline rush, go ahead and watch the films. But it really depends upon. Remember that our energies too conjure stuff. You know. Absolutely. So if you're a negative person, like that guy in the office that's just the cancer, guess what? He makes everybody around him negative. It's the same thing. So. If you're feeling negative, if you're in a negative mood, these are not good films to watch. They're just not. There's a window. Right. It's an invitation to something. And that's what I would say. If you're in a good positive mood and you want to have fun with it and at the end of the day you're going to clip it off and you're going to watch the Golden Girls after or something funny after, you know, and just chill out and talk about the movie, there's something to that. So from from that aspect is, is kind of what, how I would weigh in. You know, be in the right mindset. You know, I hate when people are like are all depressed all the time and, and it's just like they don't want to do anything but then you you know they're always like watching scary fucking films and i'm like that's not improving your mood at all bro i really like movies get your shit together you know so anyway from all of us at graveyard shift uh have a great halloween i hope you did have a great halloween happy halloween to you one of the best things to do is have a pillowcase and collect all your candy with a pillowcase absolutely yeah those little buckets they don't hold enough candy no they don't and then what the best thing about it is you take that bag and you wrap it real tight and then you just grab grab it by that and you just smell the bottom of the bag and you get all the candy sent in one i can't wait to get some of those black and orange taffies There's peanut butter taffies weird candy i love taffy strange I gross love candy. peanut butter stupid gross dumb candy peanut butter anything peanut butter cups yeah. Reese's Pieces. Snickers. If you want to hear all about um, uh, Hershey, go ahead and listen to Melt. It's a little 13-minute episode on Hershey, Melton Hershey. I love that man. It's a good episode for Halloween. We guys, we hope you've enjoyed the Halloween and the October edition. Next month really closes out season three, and so we won't be back again for a while. So from all of us here at Graveyard Shift, we love you. We love you. Happy Halloween. Frankie Campbelletta. Jeremy King. We'll be seeing you. David. David. David King. David. Moxie Jeans. Podbelly. Podcastmo.com. Podbelly.com. Podcast right here in Missouri. Or show me his name. Show me. My house! If you would.
would like to join a jamboree, there's a simple rule that's compulsory. Mortals pay a token fee. Rest in peace, the hauntings free. So hurry back, we would like your company. Be sure to bring your death certificate.